tonight, the role of Jeremy will be played by the Ultimate Flavor Experience. On the cover, the kids enjoy a relaxing picnic at Simone Park. Darren sits under a tree, sprouting multicolored blossoms and half-merged with the local plant life. William and Piero lay on the grass nearby, watching kites drift lazily across the sky. And the Baroness has her face stuffed in a picnic basket, only barely paying attention to the world around her. One particularly large and vibrant rainbow kite bears today's title, Issue 14, A Day at the Park. We are here at issue 13, and we're going to take a little no, bit of a breather. No, we're at 14. We're at 14. <laughs> Damn it! Yeah. <laughs> it was a good try. But... Oh, honey. So my drugs have switched. I'm not crazy anymore. Uh, I'm on Meloxicam, which, uh, among other things, makes me a little bit foggy, a little bit forgetful. So... We just discussed this, Jeremy. <laughs> we literally talked about this less than a minute ago, like, about which episode this was. Uh, so Whew. we're once again off to a really good first minute of audio. Cool. So we're going to take a little bit of a breather after the last uh, arc where we found out some fun things about the Baroness. Uh, William and Piero uh, made some life choices. Uh, and Darren killed a, th- a quarter of a bee man. <laughs> he lost weight. It wasn't direct murder. It was indirect murder with a car door. <laughs> 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 So we open up on <clears throat> so we open up on a, a few panels of Simone Park, and Simone Park is not that far away from where uh, William and Piero had their battle with a half of a bee man. Uh, Horace nearly burned him to death. Tony Rex punched her out. Things happened anyway. Oh, I saved him. You did. Thank you. you. Absolutely did. Simone Park is the name of a park, not a person. Yes, okay. Simone Park. Yes. Is it named after, like, a person? Like, Simone Park? It is actually named after comics author Gail Simone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's, oh, she's, oh, she's my future wife. You also uh, miss <laughs> Simonson Parkway in there somehow? Yeah, Louise Simonson, yeah. The Simonson mm-hmm. Parkway Bridge, yeah. Wait, you're going for who? Louise Simonson. Not Walt Simonson? No, Louise Simonson. Ah, uh, what is wrong with you? Get your uh, act together. Okay, hold on. New yeah. was a fantastic book. All right, anyway, we'll, we'll talk about that. We're playing a game. We're playing a game. Yes, okay, okay. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. We're playing a game. <laughs> Mom, Dad, stop fighting. <laughs> Point is, a lot of things in Apex City are named after real-life uh, real comics creators. Please don't come after me. <laughs> I love you all. We'll talk about this um, later. We'll talk about this later. Anyway... <laughs> So we open on a few panels of Simone Park, uh, and specifically, it's a very large, wide, kind of sparsely wooded park with a lot of open areas where people like play frisbee. Uh, dogs are welcome at Simone Park, so there's some people with their dogs, you know, walking around or playing or throwing balls, that kind of stuff. We come in on Darren just kind of hanging out in Simone Park by yourself for the moment. Mm-hmm. Where would Darren be? What kind of thing would you be doing? I think I would have, like laid down on the grass and have a whole bunch of roots like spouting out of my arms and like rooting myself <laughs> to the soil and just like soaking it all in. Oh, that's wow. great. That's great. And there's probably like like a big nice like sunbeam kind yeah. of. Yeah. 
Perfect. It's either awesome or horrifying. I want to use that. It as can be both. I want to okay. use that as an intro uh, to a flashback that I've been wanting to do for a while for Darren. Okay. So Darren is kind of relaxing and is kind of like soaking up the sun. And we get that for a few panels as we kind of like pull in on her face. Mm-hmm. And then we get to uh, the next page, which is an entirely different scene. And how long has Darren been on Earth? I would say she's been on Earth for the past nine to 11 months or so. Okay. Not super long. Not super long. Okay. This is about a year ago. You're in your ship. And mm-hmm. I want to establish, first off, what does it look like? I feel like her shape, her ship would be very similar to, like, a bean pod. Okay. Like, green and, like, kind of lumpy okay. and, like, different chambers are, like, the little um, uh, rooms of a, uh-huh. of, a, of a bean pod. I like it. So, so it's definitely something that was, like, grown rather than manufactured. Yes. Yeah, yes. which kind of fits into that, like, ethos of Darren's home world. Yeah. I love the idea of planting a spaceship <laughs> seed. Yeah, no, that's great. <laughs> that's fantastic. So you are coming in really hot towards a little planet that you um, don't really know much about yet, but it looks very green down there. Mm-hmm. And how are you piloting this? Are you, like, physically connected to it, or are there controls? How does Darren's ship work? I actually feel like it would be really neat to see the Im- um, imagery of her being, like, connected and rooted into the ground be similar to, like, the yeah. ship. Of, like, she, like, yeah, you're, like, physically connected yeah, rooted to it. into it, and it's just, like, my head and, like, a vague storm of my shape of my body like attached to like the walls of the ship and like rooted into it okay we get those panels and we get kind of an exterior where we can see that you are coming in at a really steep angle into atmosphere and as you do flames start to kind of like lick up around the side of the ship Mm -hmm. um and it is i think because your ship is to a degree alive itself it's kind of like screaming in your head that you need to adjust course (laughs) Mm -hmm. um so how does Darren do that? Like, what what are you doing? Or how are you reacting, I guess, at this point? I think there would be some, like, beads of sap, like, coming from, like, my forehead <laughs> yes. and from my yes. eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of, like, just from, like, the stress and the tension and just mm-hmm. the, emo- like, the fear would be, like, kind of, like, sap tears, like, mm-hmm. coming from my eyes. Um, and I feel like the sound would be more like the hissing sound of like when you put wet wood on a fire yeah 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 definitely um and i feel like she'd be visibly exerting some force but Mm -hmm. i feel like a lot of it would be like out of my control like this is not a uh super pilotable like with controls i feel like it's Mm -hmm. a more like a skate pod like it's not meant for like long-term travel really big guys yeah and and i think yes yeah and i think one thing that i kind of want to establish is that because Darren ran away, mm-hmm. right? This is probably a ship that's meant to be piloted by more than one person. Yeah. <laughs> so, because everything is very connected where you're from, mm-hmm. a single pilot is not really ideal for this thing. Yeah. I would like you to go ahead and roll plus freak. Okay. Nine. Okay. So, the way this plays out is you're coming in very, very hard. Mm-hmm you do manage to kind of like lift it up a little bit so that you're not going to crash headfirst into the ground, but there is no way that you as a single person are going to be able to control this, and you know it. And you just sort of slam into a bog, which we get a couple of panels of you coming in, like hot, 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 splash, explosion. Mm -hmm. You slam into a bog, and the ship itself kind of ejects you because Mm -hmm. it knows that it's stuck, Mm -hmm. and it's trying to preserve the crew. Mm -hmm. So it ejects you into a 
weirdly familiar scene. Um, there's a lot of water, there's a lot of plant life, there's a lot of trees, and you can see just like this big divot that you've kind of torn into this, and your ship is very quickly sinking. Darren probably looks different on this page than we are used to seeing Darren. She does look very different. What does Darren look like? Darren is going to be more, is going to be very, very tall, very, very slender and stocky. Mm -hmm. um, she's going to have more than one set of arms. She's going to have multiple sets of arms mm -hmm. that look very much like leaves and branches. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say my head has more of a shape of a pitcher plant, like... I like it. Like, uh, that very deep swoop down. Mm -hmm. Um, I think she'd be different colors, have a lot more, um... She would not be blooming right now, she'd be in a really high-tense mm -hmm. situation, so I think she'd be covered more in, like, a weird, slick algae, um... Like lichen? Yeah, like lichen. Ooh, that's mm. such a good word, too. Um, and she would have more than one set, of, more than two sets. She would have three sets of eyes that like descend up and wrap around her head. Mm -hmm. um, and she would have a lot of tendrils that like go from the top of her head on down her back, um, and down across her arms. So, so very much less like human looking than yeah. we are used to seeing yeah. at this point. And right quick, as your ship is sinking, it is sending out a distress call, um, which again you would know is probably pretty standard in these cases. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> what does Darren do right quick? Because you probably have time to maybe either grab something from the ship or do something really quickly. Is there anything you would want to save from this place? From my ship? Yeah. I think I would be trying to, like, turn off the alarm of, like, <laughs> like quiet, 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 quiet. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, be quiet. Off, yeah. Try to turn off that. Yeah, thing. turn it off, turn it okay. off, turn it off. <laughs> and I think that there would be, like... Like, I, like, my planet is very plant seed-like, and I think mm -hmm. I would save, like, very quickly, like, save and tuck into, like, um, like one of those little heart-shaped pockets, like those sure. blossoms, like, yeah, yeah. that's in my side, a little thing of seeds that's just, like, a little bit of home. That's all okay. I really have. Okay. That's all I managed to salvage. Okay. And, and you definitely managed to do that. You know the distress call has pulsed out at least a couple of times before you managed to get it to shut off. Mm -hmm. um, and you can just hope that nobody picks those up. <laughs> Um, and you manage to grab yourself a little packet of seeds, and at that point we come back into the park. Mm -hmm. So, William, you've been, uh, it's, it's been about a week. I'm not going to make your role for your legacy move quite yet, okay. but one thing, um, Horace is willing to teach you a little bit to try and control something, control what you've got going on. She is emphatically not let, willing to let you live with her, though. <laughs> that makes sense. So, where has William been staying for this last week? Oh, no. Keeping in mind that your dad, at the end of the last session, did put out basically a bounty on you as a lost child. Oh, my. Where has he been staying? That's an excellent question. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you have a thought to share? <laughs> Christina, I have something I really hope happened. <laughs> well, the first question I have would be is if me and Piro are getting along any better. <laughs> So How, would I, you say we get along not very well? <laughs> we don't really know each other at all. It's very hard to communicate with Piro. <laughs> Maybe that's something you've been working on over the last week is My communication. Point. So, uh, so yeah, let's, let's, we're both hiding out from the public in general. It seems like a... Uh, so let, let's kick that over to Piro then. Yes. Um, how has that been going? Mm, I don't think Piro would turn him away. Okay. Um, I, but I also don't think that, uh, Piero feels any sort of possession over this house That's at true. All. It is, you're, you're actually squatting, so. Yeah, so it, it's kind of like, like, what, who am I to say, like, you can't be here. Like, I can't be here either. Sure, sure. <laughs> 
So, so I guess then William is now uh, living in an abandoned house with Piero. Um, how has that living situation been going over the last week or so? What do you, what do you guys think? Um, quietly. <laughs> yeah, pretty quiet. Um, I can't. Uh, I probably would be enjoying it more because uh, having someone around who is accustomed to my powers would probably mm. let me do a little bit more because sure. uh, I can't really do a lot when I'm alone. Okay. Um, yes, ma'am. Uh, would the mask still be talking to you if he was around? I don't know if we've ever clarified if he anyone could be could heard, hear yeah, by anyone else. So so this might be a good time to um, mm. to establish that. So, there, because there is one other thing that I want to establish right quick. Remember that portal that you opened uh, in Horace's Oh, yeah, I remember. It was just kind of hovering there? It follows you. Oh, oh no. Well, you have established a couple of things about this. First Wait. off, no one else can see it. Horace can't see it. Hmm. Piero can't see it. It's just kind of over your shoulder. Whenever you turn to look at it, it's there, and it's about the size of a quarter. And it's straight through to my father's office. Yes. But is, he could see it. That's a great question. Who knows? You've seen him through it if you if you look a couple of times, and he hasn't seemed to notice it. That's weird. It is. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> so it's it's there, and it's been there for the last week, and it doesn't show any signs of getting smaller. As far as your mask, you don't know whether anyone else can hear it. It does not speak if there's other people present. Mm. So, whether or not anyone else can hear it, who knows? Yeah. And you guys are kind of getting ready to head out to the park. You know that there's a picnic, you know, your friends are gathering, just as kind of a a thing. Are you bringing anything, and if so, what? What do I bring on a picnic? Yeah. (laughs) I'm going on a picnic. Yeah, when you're you're homeless and living (laughs) in an abandoned house, what potato salad would you bring? (laughs) (laughs) Mustard or no mustard? Mm. It's life's greatest question. Are there eggs in the potato salad? What? What have you never had potato? Okay, we can talk about yeah, this let's, later. Let's, we yeah. come from different places. <laughs> Food is different in, in different places. So, William understands that when a group of people meet, that's something you need to bring something, some kind of food. Mm-hmm. And obviously, uh, he has to bring something very fancy. Okay. But he has no money left. Sure. So, Kmart <laughs> caviar. Okay, yes. Close. He's actually uh, going to go to one of his favorite fancy restaurants and attempt to steal some caviar. Whoa. Oh. So, are you just gonna like try and like sneak in the back door and just grab it, or how are you gonna try and steal this? I'll be teleporting in. Oh, you're teleporting <laughs> in to steal the caviar. I'm not gonna make you roll for that because this is not a high pressure situation. So you teleport. Uh, into the into the kitchen, mm-hmm. and what time of day are you doing this? Because it tends to be needed to be kept cold. Exactly. And the house you're squatting in does not have electricity. So it's going to have to be... Uh, so I'm basically going to be uh, disguising myself as a uh, with a ski mask and such, as I see in the movies. Because <laughs> okay. I assume that's what thieves do. <laughs> okay. And uh-huh. then I'm just going to go in in the middle of the day when I know they prepare it or... The caviar. Okay. And go get it and then teleport out. Okay. So you pop in, you grab a tray of caviar, the poor kitchen staff at this point, I mean, obviously, if you're not trying to be subtle about this. No, no subtlety. Yeah, the kitchen staff sees this and uh, some of them start, you know, like screaming. One of them is calling the cops. Uh, one of them actually picks up a rolling pin and tries to swing at you. Uh, again, this is a normal person. This is not like a threat to you or anything. But they swing on you with a rolling pin. And then you jump back through your portal. Yep. With a tray of caviar. Yep. 
Was Piero present for the for this jump? I would have loved to be present for that. I mean, she might see me. Uh, yeah, be, they might see you. Uh, me prepping. Okay. For the whole thing, putting on a ski mask and such. So would they have asked me? I can't. <laughs> exactly. Okay. So I think. So I think as you're kind of stepping back through the portal, this is a good time to get to a flashback with with William. Um, is it though? It is. Yes. Okay. Yes, it absolutely it is. is because this is probably the lowest point William has been at in recent that history. That is true. I can see Putting on a page. ski mask to steal caviar. <laughs> What you think he was going to steal? Like, something uh, nutritious? No, that's great. I love it. <laughs> so, this is pretty early on in William's life. Um, you're maybe, like, seven to eight years old. Okay. And your parents uh, are off on some sort of thing, and they have left you with your brother, Eric, who is, at this point, probably, like, 12. Like, he's a few years older than you, but not super, super old. And you and William are out in not Simone Park, not a public park, but one of the uh, nicer gated community parks, right? Okay, obviously. Uh, Wouldn't tread where all those plebeians Yeah, exactly, tread. right? Yeah. <laughs> and, and we can kind of see off in the background, uh, Bartholomew the butler is sort of keeping an eye on the both of you, but mostly... Oh, Barty. But mostly, and he's, you know, a little bit younger at this point, but again... Uh, young Barty. He's still old. It's only, th- you know, what, 13 years ago? Four, what, you're what, 17? 17, 18? 17, yeah. 17? Okay, so like, yeah, so like 12 years ago. Ten. All right. You said he's like seven, eight. Oh yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. I Meloxicam. I'm a little bit foggy. I'm sorry. You're right. Sorry, you also called it's me Eric earlier, so continue. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm terrible. So you and Eric are out at the park, and this is kind of before your relationship soured a little bit. Um, so at this point, you probably have a good relationship with Eric. And what was that like? Did you think of him as like your best friend, your playmate? Did you look up to him? What well, I would say at that point, with that age gap, it's definitely a look up to. Okay. Um, so probably probably a little bit of both. Like obviously he's the only like playmate I have. I don't really talk to anyone else. All the other kids are that I actually associate with in school would be very separate. So Eric would be the only one that I can look up to besides my father. Okay. As and kind of a go there there would basically be he'd be there in the hierarchy. And your father is, unfortunately, kind of distant a lot of the time. Correct. Uh, so you and Eric are out in the park, and you're, you know, playing catch. He's throwing a baseball, and you're catching it. It's a nice, kind of idyllic sort of scene. Okay. And upon this scene happen two older kids. Uh, and uh. as Eric is throwing the ball at you, one of them catches it, uh, and they start kind of, like, taunting you, and, like, you know, monkey in the middle, throwing it around back and forth betwixt the two of you. But why? Because they're older kids, and they're taunting you. Uh. And, and Eric is kind of like trying to get them to give it back. What are you doing? Probably just gonna sit down on the ground and start crying, to oh. be honest. Oh. 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 When he sees that, uh, Eric kind of comes over and he like ruffles your hair and he says, Don't worry, William. I'm gonna get that back for you. Nobody messes with my brother. Close your eyes for a minute. <laughs> okay. You close your eyes. You hear a brief bout of screaming. And when you open them again, the two older kids are gone, and Eric is just kind of tossing the ball up and down in his hand. He gives it back to you. He goes, I told you, nobody messes with my brother. I give him a big hug. And that's where we end that particular panel. (laughs) I'm so glad, because I wanted to know how many noogies there would be, and you answered my question. (laughs) With what? With with the ruffle. Just a ruffle, ruffle. not not a noogie. It's close enough to a noogie. Okay. Uh So... 
We move back over to William and Piero. Uh, at this point, you're kind of entering the park. Did Piero steal anything or otherwise acquire anything so, to bring? <laughs> uh, I actually have this note that uh, my character, like, kind of keeps all their possessions on them okay. at all time. Sure. So they don't really have a lot of things. Sure. Uh, but I don't think they would have stolen anything. I think they okay. just would have mined something. Okay, so you're just going to, like, mime food? Yeah, I'll mime some uh, fancy caviar. <laughs> Wait, that's my thing. And I think that's the panel that we enter on, is Piero miming the caviar as you enter the park, and William like, what? Come on! <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, yes. That's just a jerk move. That was beautiful. I mime some fancy caviar. <laughs> Probably is up there with I mimed a jetpack in my mind. <laughs> Yeah, they're both pretty good. Oh. It's uh, it's uh, it's it's imaginary, but it's not it's not stolen. <laughs> Zing! <laughs> it's not. Crazy. It's not gonna fill your belly, but it's not gonna hurt your morals. <laughs> oh. I own that restaurant anyway. <laughs> Come on. I, okay, I do want to go back. Does William personally own the restaurant or his family? Okay, then. But that's fine. That's fine. I just want to establish that. It could have been a birthday present. I just want to establish that. Look, William could. I wouldn't put it past him. No, no. His family Um, owns it. Okay. Okay. William doesn't own anything. (laughs) And I think that's a good, like, kind of, like, moment. Weirdly enough, that's not... But I think that's as good a moment as any to go into this particular flashback with with Piero. Yeah. Because you're you're kind of palling around with your pal William. And it's, you know, fun and games and laughs and jokes. Yeah, we're pals now. We're friends. And this is Piero in the park uh, with Ruby. Yeah. And the two of you are flying kites. Oh, wow. Nice. Yep. It is, a, it is a beautiful day in Simone Park. Uh, really, just a few feet off from where you guys are entering. You're in one of these big, you know, like grassy areas. And you've got kites. And I want to ask, what does Piero's kite look like? Or I guess okay. Miu at this point. All right. Uh, so I had this really sick kite when I was like 15. So mm-hmm. I'm going to describe this kite. It was a dragon. Okay. And it was amazing. He was the best kite in the world. I named him Cliff Money. So I would like to name this clay- kite Cliff Money. Okay. And he's just, he's like a, a dragon with like brown stripes, uh, like like kind of like just a classic mm-hmm. kind of dinosaur-y kind yeah. of pattern. And uh, I guess he's got some ribbons. Nice. Some nice. Some nice black ribbons. He looks really, he looks really tough. He's the toughest kite out there. He is a tough, <laughs> tough kite. Mm-hmm. He's bullying all the other kites. No, he's not bullying all the other kites. He's just, he's... He's protecting all the other kites. He's, he's the moving. Alpha. Bully he's kites. moving. And if you get in his way, he's gonna something walk might happen. He's going to fists. Yeah. No, he's <laughs> not going to throw any fists. He's just going to keep going. That's okay. all. He doesn't need to show violence to yeah. show his authority. He is the alpha of the <laughs> kite. He's the dragon. Uh, he's just uh, in charge. That's all. Yeah. He's large and he's in charge. Yeah. And I'm going to ask you as well, what is Ruby's kite? Uh... Just, just like a rainbow, probably. Okay. Is it like rainbow, rainbow colored, or is it like a rainbow shape? Uh, 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 rainbow shape is fine. Okay. Yeah, why not? So rainbow shape probably has some streamers as well. Because, yes, also. Because and rainbow streamers. To, right? And you've been out here for a little bit, uh, and Ruby is kind of like, so there's a party um, in a couple of weeks. You don't have to come, but I think you would really enjoy it. And I would love to introduce you to some of my friends. I'd love to go. And at that point, we kind of move back up to these particular kites. And we come back to see, on the other end of the park, the bears. Quick question. Yeah. What are you bringing? Because <laughs> right now we've got caviar and invisible caviar. <laughs> yeah, so 
and whatever plants Darren decides yeah. to yes. uh, we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. Bring up. We'll, so, we'll get to that in a minute. Forage. Here's how this went down. Uh, the Baroness, back at Kopi, mm-hmm. asked Static Jock what people eat. <laughs> whatever Static Jock would tell the Baroness that people eat, okay. that's what she brings. So the first thing that Static Jock would back tell you, if you, <laughs> Come on. you know what? I'm going to have you roll mundane for this. Okay. <laughs> there you go. There we go. That is a 10. Okay, with a 10 plus, Jacques kind of looks at you, and he tries to parse this question, and he goes, what, what's the context? <laughs> we are gathering in a park. Like a picnic? Perhaps. Oh, I love picnics. Usually people bring, like, sandwiches, or, like, finger foods are really common. Finger um, foods. Uh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I, could, I could make something if you want. <laughs> Are you inviting Static Shock to our <laughs> <laughs> Sure, Jock. Go ahead and make something. I'd appreciate that. Awesome. Now we have we have a brief cut in this uh, in this particular segment where we move back into the Baroness entering the park. Is Static Jock there, or did you just take his food and go? <laughs> take his food and go. Take his food and go. Would you even know that that's rude? I wouldn't. So <laughs> if he offered, why would you not take him at face value? So I'm just, get so mad. just asking. I am not taking him with me. You're not taking I'm him with me. I'm just taking his food and just taking his food. Yes. So so we get that panel and you're you're carrying a basket. Uh, it is worth noting that you are still in Puma mode. Yes. Uh, so as you enter this park, you are getting a bunch of glances because you've got the tiny little uh, non-functional rhino horn at this point. You've uh-huh. got like cyber cat claws and like you look like a cross between a bear and a cat it's honestly pretty cool but pretty intimidating yeah and you are carrying a basket uh are you actually carrying it or is it in your mouth oh it's in my mouth it's in your mouth okay and this picnic basket has in it a bunch of little finger sandwiches uh a little (laughs) container of fried chicken um and probably like a bag of chips okay so Jacques put you together a nice little spread. Very nice spread. And there's, yeah. of course, the like the blanket the inside it. Blanket, yeah, the yeah. It's, it's very classic. It's uh-huh. very classic. And we get a cut back on Jacques just sitting at Kopi, looking at the looking at the uh probably looking probably looking at his Kopi handbook and just like a silent tear. <laughs> oh, <laughs> this poor kid Jacques. Jeez. I thought I was bad oh. for stealing. <laughs> you hurt somebody. <laughs> Brutally. Oh, poor Jock. And I have influence over him you too. You do. You absolutely do. That's why he that's why it affected him. Oh god. <laughs> poor oh. Jock. No, don't make friends with the Baroness. <laughs> hey, she's a beautiful Take person your stuff and like... stab you in the back. <laughs> I most, just know. It's mostly just Jock. <laughs> He feels things very We don't intensely. know we don't know why the Baroness hates static shock. They had that spark. Uh, Take a powerful bowl. Uh, <laughs> so, you come up to Darren. Piero and William haven't quite gotten there yet. Mm-hmm. And Darren, at this point, is still kind of rooted into the ground. And I think mm-hmm. this is the point where you kind of come back out of your, your sort of reverie there. Mm-hmm. Uh, to see the Baroness with a big basket. And you have seen the Baroness since uh, this particular change. Mm-hmm. So this is not out of the ordinary to you. But... How do you feel about the fact that the Baroness seems to be going through some very rapid physical changes? I think I would be a bit concerned. Like, I'll keep it inside because I know that that is not polite. 
but uh-huh. you to discuss the blooming patterns of other species. You know that's I mean? very personal. Mm-hmm. Then I can give the Baroness a lesson in manners. Or manners. <laughs> it's, no, it's fine. Question. You know that a picnic was happening. Mm-hmm. You know that your friends are gathering. What did you bring? Ants. <laughs> <laughs> I think I would have brought a big pitcher of sludgy water from the bog, like from a bog, like <laughs> with like the, all the algae. <laughs> a big pitcher of bog water. Yeah, I like it. Refreshing beverage. That's true. No one else brought a beverage. Yeah, no. that's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, good job. Bubbles. So you've got a giant pitcher of bog water. Yeah. yeah. Fantastic. At this point, William and Piero arrive on the scene as well, and I just want a, a quick kind of. A quick couple of panels of this particular picnic. <laughs> because this is an odd picnic. <laughs> so, Piero and William both, both brought caviar in various stages of reality. <laughs> the Baroness brought traditional picnic food uh-huh. uh, prepared by Static Shock. Are you going to tell them that Static Shock made this? Or are you just going to take credit for it? <laughs> We're just not bringing it up. If someone asks if I made it, I'll say Static Shock made it. But it okay. wouldn't occur to me to, to bring sure. up that someone so, else made it. So I guess, would anyone else have asked? Would I think I would have... Oh, no, 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 you know. Okay. No. Would anyone ask if anyone else made anything? That's a good question. I'm just asking mm. what you guys would do, because yeah. bear cooking, right? True. I think I would ask if uh, the, being a good chef is part of the <laughs> evolution that you're going through. <laughs> as another skill you've acquired. <clears throat> is frying chicken parts a part of... <laughs> The evolution of your of your uh, physiology. I, I that's the point. I would say I, I didn't I didn't fry this chicken. I I acquired it from another human, Static Jock. Wow. And he's not here. No. Should he be here? <laughs> I mean, I didn't invite the cooks who made this caviar. He's not on our team. <laughs> what is caviar? That's an excellent question. <laughs> William doesn't know what caviar William is. William does not know what caviar is. Well, Darren definitely does not know I'm what caviar sure, is. I'm pretty sure as a bear, I know what caviar is. There you go. As a bear, what are you telling them? I would say that this is the uh, this is the delicious goop that comes out of certain kinds of fishes. Ooh. Fish good, goop. It's a good way to explain it. Fish yeah. goop. Yeah. Certain cool. kinds of fishes at certain times. Bad. The best time of the year. Fish goop time. Fish goop time. So I want to get a couple of panels right quick. Uh, and I'm going to start over here with Piero. I drink the bog water. So you're, you're definitely having a cool, refreshing glass of bog water. Okay. Um, are you partaking of anything in particular or just stuffing your face with imaginary caviar? Uh, I would definitely take some sandwiches because it's probably been a while since Piero's seen like a real nice meal Yeah, and, like and that. he made a lot of really nice sandwiches. He oh, made yeah. variety. It's not just uh-huh. like one kind. So there's some like are even butter. vegan. Wow. Yeah, there's like peanut butter and jelly. Oh, there's I, like, I want the peanut butter and there's jelly. There's like, like, a, like a chicken salad. I want peanut yeah, butter. Oh, chicken good. salad. Yeah. There's yeah. also a tasteful arrangement of flowers included. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Wow. Okay. And <laughs> I, would also pro- I would also probably partake in my imaginary caviar. In your imaginary caviar. Yes. Okay, fantastic. Uh, and then who would you be, I think, in this particular panel sitting closest to? Um, because Jacques did send a picnic blanket, you know. That is true. So. Uh, I feel like inherently we're all sitting closest to the Baroness. There, there, that she would take close to the blanket. There's, there's a reason I'm asking this question. So, yeah. so who are you sitting closest uh, to? Probably, probably William, because we probably just sat down hmm. right where I ended up, and if we came up together, I'd probably be sitting yeah. up there. Okay. And these panels are taking place not concurrently but over a period of time yeah. so people can probably move around you know mm-hmm. things can change time is fluid at picnics 
Let's let's move from there uh, to William. William, are you having a cool, refreshing glass of bog water? No. Okay. Uh, and are you just eating your caviar, or are you kind of partaking in what else? What else? I will not eat PB&J. Not eat PB&J. I mean, that there is, is a nice chicken salad. Uh, I will partake of that. Okay. There's also fried chicken and, you know, potato chips as well. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go for the salad. Okay. That makes the most sense. Okay. It's, it's, it's got like I a, can only stoop so low. It's, thievery it's, is one thing. PB&J is another. <laughs> <laughs> Masked thievery is okay, kids. Peasant food is not. <laughs> yes. So, and, 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 in, and in these panels, who do we kind of see William interacting with? Hmm. I mean, I feel like he's just trying to branch out and talk to everyone at this point. Now, if you want a specific... Yes, yeah, specific person. Then... Um, randomly go for the Baroness. I want to know okay. more about these transformations. Yeah. Sure. And, and I think, again, that's a good couple of panels is, you know, talking about that particular thing. Yeah. Um, what would you tell William about this? I wouldn't tell him everything I know. I would not mention Armager. Okay. Having found out that his, his family <clears throat> owns it. Yes. Um, I would tell him... I, I would probably tell him about Cybersource Hex. Okay. Because that's magic. And is. William is magic. That's true. Are you going to tell him that Hex's armor is actually your armor from the future? I'm not going to say that. I'm going to okay. say it's very similar. Okay. <laughs> it's made by the same people, at least. Okay. It definitely is that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So as you're talking with the Baroness, um, are, because again, you're a bear, you don't have human kind of tells. Mm-hmm. And this is something for the Baroness. Um, mm. Is it obvious on the page that you're being a little bit of evasive, that you're maybe holding things? I would say there's a few panels where, like, maybe William lifts an eyebrow and you just have a picture of, like, a blank bear face. Okay. <laughs> okay. In response. So, so I, think, I think it would be kind of obvious on the page at that Yeah, point. I think so, the reader would know. I'm so the question for William, then, is if you know that the Baroness is holding some information back here... Do or, I want to try piercing the Exactly. Yeah. Do, do you want to try and get more information there? I mean... Logically speaking, if I feel like she's holding something back, then I would at least try... So go ahead and roll to pierce the mask. I am consistently angry, however, so... <laughs> <laughs> you are angry at this point, which and could make this the my best. my mundane is very low, it's, so it's, this is going to be interesting. We're in the could, same you boat. You could just that, Yeah, yeah it's just a, a potential waiting to happen. Yeah. I have a negative four. <laughs> well, 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 benefit, the most you can subtract from a roll is three. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. okay. I didn't know that. Yes. Well, I rolled a four. Okay, so you also wow. failed. So, There's really a limit to how much you can subtract from a roll? There's a limit to how much you can add and subtract. Huh. Is it three in each case? It's four, add, three, subtract. Okay. Yep. Oh, didn't know that. Well, yep. I'm going to mark potential on yeah, that. Yeah, go ahead and mark potential on that. Are you going to directly ask like a question <laughs> here, or is this just you trying to figure out what she might be dancing around? Mm-hmm. I would say I'm just trying to figure out if she is hiding something. Okay, so on it, so one of the cool things about this is that a miss is never just a miss. Okay. So you know that your family did just get a lot, uh, did acquire some high-tech companies. I researched this myself. You did. You know that the Baroness is being very evasive about Cybersaurus Hex's, uh, you know, armor. Okay. And I think the conclusion that you can kind of come to there is that maybe he was working for your dad after all. Because okay. that's a bad conclusion to come to. <laughs> yeah. So from there, funny enough, we're going to move over to the Baroness. Okay. Um, bog water, yes, no? No, I'm done. So I'm not going to drink the bog water, but I do have a water purifier built into my cybernetics. <laughs> 
Where is it? <laughs> It'd be like an extra tooth that like, descends. I was going to say, it's in my paw. It's in your uh, paw. I would sort of pour it through my paw and it, and it filters, filters out, out clear water. Oh, that's perfect. Okay. You know, so if I'm scooping it up. Yeah. So I, I can filter out some water for myself. Okay. So we've got a, we got a couple of panels, and at this point, is Piero maybe looking uh, <laughs> the bear and just like, why didn't you offer this to me when I was drinking bog water? No, I think uh, Piero is fine with their decisions. <laughs> Piero is fine with the bog water. Okay. I can also carbonate it for you if you'd like, William. Wow. <laughs> that's fancy. Yeah, no, that's fair. That makes sense. I only have the one I, the water purifier I get, but why would you have a carbonate? For flat soda. <laughs> you know what? Let's go with it. Let's go with it. Whoever <laughs> built her definitely had the thought in mind. If she doesn't become a super villain, a hero, she could definitely be a high end like, like bartender. Water. Yeah, yeah bartender. bartender. If I was a hero, or it's if I was someone tech. who uh, consistently fought like flat sodas and I didn't have the power to like re carbonate oh. those sodas, I would also become a villain. Yeah. I mean, you should be asking William's dad why it's in there. <laughs> yeah, no, right? Or at least the whatever engineers put you together. Yeah. Okay, so aside from that, uh, yeah. are you partaking of the imaginary or real caviar? I am partaking of both. Both. Okay. So it's like one in each hand. Just I'm just eating everything. Just eating everything like a bear would. Which yeah. caviar is better? That's a good question. <sighs> well... See, the thing about the imaginary caviar is it's always going to be the best caviar ever because it's whatever my mind thinks. That's true. But I don't want to tell William that. Because <laughs> so I know you're, pretend- tough. you're pretending to enjoy the... In William's mind, the caviar is the same. That's true. Because he stole his true. favorite caviar. That's so true. So therefore... That's true. Oh, he, he wouldn't also, even notice. And also, even notice also to be difference. fair, William does think that Piero is just, you know, stealing their shtick. Yeah. So... You think it's the same caviar? No, that's legit. Mm-hmm. And is there anyone in particular at this picnic uh, that the Baroness is uh-huh. kind of talking with? Well, the Baroness is always going to be, uh, is always going to talk with Darren a little bit. Okay. Yeah, I feel like Darren and William primarily, but okay. I've already so, talked so, with William, so. So we'll go over to It's really hard to thing. talk to Piero. That's fair. I can't. <laughs> yeah. It's really difficult. Nobody, nobody talks to Piero. <laughs> nobody. <laughs> Sorry. Not, nobody you talk to how. me, I just can't talk back. <laughs> oh. <laughs> If the conversation goes in certain directions, you have to mark your doom track. <laughs> so you're talking with uh, with Darren at this point. And yeah. Most of those panels don't really need dialogue. This is just kind of things yeah. that are happening at a picnic sort of panels. Yeah. I think there's a panel um, of me playing frisbee with some dogs in the park. And I think in the back. And I think in the background of those panels, we do see <laughs> just. And this is kind of like the artist threw it in as an afterthought. There's a there's a, a rainbow kite up in up in the air there. Oh, what? Oh, and let's get over to Darren right quick. Uh, so, bog water, yes, I assume. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. That is scrumptious stuff. What of this other delightful earth food are you trying? I'm probably going to be eating the imaginary... Um, the imaginary caviar? Yeah, because if it's whatever I think it is, I we don't eat fish guts. It, looks like, uh-huh. it probably looks like fish goop to you. Well, it, it doesn't. I don't eat fish goop on my planet. Yeah, but that's what the Baroness described well, it that's to you question. as. Oh. What would fish goop be in Darren's head? That's what I was thinking, was something along those lines. Yeah. It's going to be like a very finely, like, seed meal, like, ground seed meal, like almond meal. Well, there's also some physical real yeah, caviar Yeah, there's actual caviar. Right that's there. true. You know what it looks like. That's, yeah. Well, yeah, no, that's true. Yeah. You just don't know what it tastes like or what it is. Yeah, so it probably looks the same, but it tastes like whatever you imagine fish goop 
on the my best planet. thing the Baroness has ever yes. tasted tastes like. Yeah, I think it would be like ground meal like, yeah. that okay. looks like that. So yeah, you're trying yeah. some imaginary caviar. Yes. Uh, are you digging into any of the rest of this, or is that kind of what you're sticking I might have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, my very They're, first one I've ever had in my one. entire life. There okay. are cucumber and watercress sandwiches. Ooh. Yeah, no, there definitely are. Aesthetic shock is... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there definitely are. <laughs> he's that He's that kind of guy. Yeah. I'm going to try my very first peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm going to have some tendrils, like, just gently, like... <laughs> Petting Piero. Petting Consensually and yeah, gently. Yeah. We're friends. Yeah, we're friends. <laughs> yeah, so we, like we don't need so words like to speak so I, to each other. So I guess that Same. answers that particular yeah. question. Do you find this a meaningfully comforting move, Piero? Oh, yeah. Okay. I, absolutely. Go ahead. I feel and, the love. Go uh-huh. ahead and roll the comforter support. <laughs> oh, boy, howdy. Um, oh, nine. And assuming you don't have the... Uh, no, she is so you, you are not. Yeah, you are angry, right? Oh, I am angry. angry. Yes, yeah, so seven. That's a little seven. Yeah, though. same thing. That's a little seven. All right. So, do you want to, Hero, clear a condition, mm-hmm. mark potential, or do you want to open up to Darren and shift labels? Shift my labels, or yeah, sh- shift your labels. Mm-hmm. Does it say voluntary, or does Darren shift her labels? No, no. This is Hero shifting their own. Okay, I'm just trying to yeah. just yeah. clarify what happens. Do you want to open up a little bit to do one of those two things? Well, so uh, I have three conditions and no potential. Okay. So I don't know (laughs) what I'm going to do there. Uh, I'm just going to mark potential. Okay. I'll take that. And how do you kind of open up for that? What am I doing? Just lean into it? Just leaning into it? Okay. Yeah, I'll just be like, ah, so nice. I think think that works on the page. I think that's fine. Yeah. Okay. That's so cute, though. It's a really cute scene. They're an adorable mime. Yeah. Masks, A New Generation is written from Magpie Games by Brendan Conway. It is made of mushrooms, mayhem, and mimes. Give it your dollars. It is well worth them. The Baroness is played by Christina. Piero is played by Lenny. You can find her on Instagram at catfood. William Infernus is played by Jordan. Darren is played by Nan. Find her on Instagram at nanjitsu. And the last sort of panel we get of this issue is kind of from over, weirdly enough, just a tree kind of near this, sitting up in the branches with a pair of binoculars and a scowl on her face. Oh, no, it's the wrong move. It's Ruby. <laughs> and we, we get that one panel, and it's, this is like a big splash page at the end, and there's a couple of things to note about Ruby at this point. Uh, first off, rather than the one mask we saw her with last time, she now has three. Oh, no. She's got one on each shoulder and one just kind of like on her head like a baseball hat. And she's got that <laughs> scowl on her face as she looks at um, specifically Darren and Piro being friends. No. And there's just one little word balloon with a very small, like, that, like, very quiet word that just says, mine. A 
Apex City is jammed by Jeremy, who also writes the music and edits this podcast. Our album art was provided by Ash Brandt. Find them on Twitter at cinderbrandt or Instagram at brandt.ash and on Tumblr at Kimmins. Find us on Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, or whatever fine podcasts are sold. Follow us on Twitter at Apex City Cast. Thank you for listening and we'll see you next issue.